I mean, it was digging for so long and it was so special to be able to see that and to really just be like, wow, this is incredible. From Wyoming Public Media, this is Human Nature, real stories where humans and our habitat meet. I'm Erin Jones. In this episode, we'll hear about a woman who was worried about the changes to come. Amy works for a conservation agency in the West. There's something really relaxing and really soothing about being in an area that's totally untouched by humans. It's something that, you know, is is not common anymore. We don't have a lot of wild spaces. So those little wild spaces we get, those are so sacred and they're so special to a chance for us to unwind, disconnect from, you know, all the hectic day-to-day things that happen and all that's gone. And that's so special to give that opportunity for people to just totally lose themselves and be just one with nature. We're not saying Amy's last name or exactly where she works because she's worried that what she's about to say could affect her job. On November 9th, the day after Donald Trump was elected president, Amy headed into work. I have a pretty long drive through a very rural area, and I remember it was really a beautiful day. It was really sunny, and the sky was really bright blue, and it's hard to really enjoy it. I was feeling not so optimistic. When I pulled into the office and got in, everyone just kind of had this sad look on their face and stopped in the doorway of the first office and kind of just looked at everybody and we didn't really say anything but we knew what we were feeling and we all were really tired because a lot of us had actually woke up in the middle of the night to check our phones to see who had won and we sat around with our coffee and looked at each other and and just we all really couldn't believe that um, it had happened and we were really concerned about A lot of things we were concerned about, uh, you know, all the hate that we've heard for the diversity of America that makes us so special. And we were really concerned for those people. And we're all really concerned, too, about, you know, the safety of our jobs and all the regulations for, like, the environment would just go away. There's so much public land, and that's something that really makes, I think, the West a special place. And just to imagine that, all having development on it and industry on it, we had been really enjoying the last eight years. There's been so much great movement towards a better planet, you know, a better place for everybody, and that was gone. we got it out of our system about thinking about things we try to think of ways to carry on the day and one of the things we do every week is we have safety sessions and one of the individuals who was scheduled to do it was trying to think of something to do and he thought oh well I'll do it on depression so he was going through things and we found things on you know just little things like go outside it's been time with friends and um, you know just the typical 
things that people suggest for depression. And we even found um, something online like how to immigrate to Canada. And we thought that was kind of funny. We we're trying to joke around. It's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. Just pulling off some one-liners that have amused us through Trump's campaign. And so we all came to the conclusion that it was a good day to do some field work. And also it might be a good day to break things up and just kind of look for something to do outside and, and remember why we are here and, and just feel a lot better getting some fresh air. One of the things Amy does every week is monitor a prairie dog colony near her office. And I walk um, about a mile and I count every prairie dog that I see. And um, they're doing various things. They're eating, they're wrestling around, they're just communicating, and they're pretty entertaining to watch. So it's really kind of a nice experience. Um, But we're really looking at how many prairie dogs there are and, and if the population is healthy or not. So I imagine you've gotten to know the prairie dog communities fairly well. Yeah, I definitely have spent a lot of time. I've been monitoring them for about two years now, and I swear they have a special call for me. Uh, When I monitor the prairie dogs, I have this giant scope and binoculars and a book bag and um, standing there in their business. And it almost sounds like they're kind of hyperventilating when I'm around, and it's just a very fast call. And so I always joke around that it's my special call that um, that I'm around and they know that I'm there um, alerting that everyone else that here comes the lady with a spotting scope. <laughs> so we went out and I went out with one of my other colleagues who I normally do prairie dog monitoring with. And we were walking a quarter mile to the site where we do our prairie dog monitoring. And we just were kind of quiet and we're observing the scenery, just thinking about the election. Really really still can't believe it in shock and uh, we stop at our first stop and assemble the spotting scopes and get ready to begin counting the prairie dogs and um, I heard a flutter of wings brush behind my back and in the wintertime you can hear things so clearly there's not that much sound out there and I could just hear his little wings flying and he's going from brush to brush to brush and so I turned my head to look at it and it was a black-capped chickadee, and they're very curious little birds, and this little chickadee was flicking his head all around looking at us and checking us out and just kind of interacting with us in a very unusual way that a chickadee normally wouldn't do. And so we kind of smiled at that and thought nothing of it, and I turned to look at my colleague, and I felt the chickadee fly and land on top of my hat, and I could hear his little toenails dancing around, moving around, and he was moving all around my hat, and it was just the craziest thing to feel that, and to, it's like, well, there's a bird on my head, this is really random. And then that chickadee flew from my head to my colleague's feet, and just bounced around his feet for a little bit on his shoes, and then he flew away off into the brush, and we really couldn't believe that. Um, that was such an unusual experience, and we really, it really lightened us up. We were really laughing and just thought it was the funniest thing. As we walked along, um, we could still see two little chickadees kind of following us um, and looking at us. And we're distracted by this chickadee, and a great horned owl flies out in front of us and 
was just majestic. Yeah, and then it gets crazier that in the middle of our count, um, we had done one section, we moved on to the next section, and we're scanning through the, the colony with our spotty scopes, and I'm like, whoa, look at that. That's a badger, a badger out at 10 o'clock in the morning. It was full on out, digging up a prairie dog burrow, and I mean, he was just dig, 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 dig. And then he would go right back underground and then come back up, run to another barrow and like push the earth back down into a hole. So we were seeing like attempted predation, which was so cool. Do they normally eat prairie dogs? Yeah, they do. Our prairie dog colony is not that big. Um, it's about 40 acres. So this badger has been in the colony since I've been there and I've never got to see it. I've always seen the burrows. Um, I've never actually seen it. You said that it was unusual for the badger to be out in the middle of the day. Are they nocturnal? Is that why that's unusual? Yeah, they're out during the night mostly, and they come out occasionally during the day, but it's not something you commonly would see. I mean, it was digging for so long, and it was so special to be able to see that and to really just be like, wow, this is incredible. Like, this is an amazing thing that we got to see today. Did you feel a little bit like Snow White? <laughs> <laughs> I did with the chickadee. Yeah, I definitely felt like my little animal friends were there chasing me around. Do you think that the animals sensed your sorrow, sensed your mood? We kind of, we kind of thought that they might have. I mean, the whole experience was just really uplifting. You know, we really felt really good. And we're like, this has to mean something. Like... You know, like it was just one of those things that was like encouraging almost. Like, were the animals trying to just tell us to just, it'll be okay. Like, you know, you're, you're doing good things and keep doing good things and don't give up. And it was almost like their little message because they were just acting so unusual and just really, um, they really cheered us up. And it, it's something that still gives me hope. It's like, okay, like those little things happen and they give you that, you know, encouragement that it's going to be okay. And there's something we can do. We can still fight for the environment that's always going to be there. Our storyteller Amy plans to start a compost. She says the animals have her thinking more about the small things she can do to make the world a better place. Speaking of small things, we have an adorable video of her prairie dog colony at our website, humannaturepodcast.org. I'm Erin Jones. The show is produced by me, Anna Rader, and Micah Schweitzer. The theme song is by Caught a Ghost. Human Nature is a production of Wyoming Public Media.